Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Independently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and future podcasts, don't forget to stay tuned because it only gets better from here. The world is in our hands. Let's do something with it. On today's episode of MMA Minded, I'm just going to talk about my thoughts and reaction to the Nate Diaz USADA tainted supplement controversy. Um, and just go over basically what I think this means for the UFC and just my overall reaction. So just to start off, um, a couple days ago, Nate Diaz came out on Twitter and he basically said he's not going to make it to New York for the fight for the, um, it wasn't New York, I think it's Madison Square Garden. Either way, he said he's not going to make it, not going to go on the flight, not going to make it to the fight because He's been informed that with some drug testing from USADA, I don't know if it was from USADA or maybe some independent studies, um, drug tests, but basically they found some tainted supplements, quote unquote, that might show up on a USADA test and that would make him look like he's using a tainted supplement, he's cheating, using steroids, whatever it is. Um, And he just basically said, someone is framing him or someone has tainted his supplements and he's not going to make it to the fight but he backpedals and claims that he's innocent he's not a cheater and he's not going to fight or do anything until the UFC or whoever is messing with his tests um basically vindicates his name so it was I thought it was a big big deal big bold power move I've I've openly stated that I'm not an Adias fan I'm not a Jorge Masvidal fan I think the BMF title fight is a journeyman's belt just kind of to echo Colby Covington, even though I'm also not a Colby Covington fan. I just think that it's a belt that shouldn't be a thing. Um, it's a journeyman's belt. Both fighters are either 500 or barely above 500. They're past 5 or 10 UFC fights, which isn't worthy of a title fight to me. Um, but that being said, I thought it was... it. The UFC... Um, they, they waited a while to come out and make a statement on it. They didn't make a statement on it until later, which I'll get into. But it put a main event on a big card in an important venue, a very hyped card um, for the fans. Big fans, diehard fans, and for casual fans. Um, so it kind of put that into... in uh, It put it at stake. It put it in um, shaky... It had just basically a shaky future because of Nate Diaz and because of that so-called test. Um, What I admired about Nate Diaz is that he stood by his innocence. Um, A lot of people on Twitter came out and attacked him, like former former opponents or people who are supposed to be his opponents, like Dustin Poirier came out and he just shit-talked Nate Diaz. And it was, to me, it was kind of shady and it was messed up that he was to come out and talk bad about a former opponent and just assume that he was cheating on purpose um, when he didn't know all the facts. I wanted to wait a few days before I came out and did a podcast on it because I wanted to know the facts. I try my best to know the facts before I jump on to any conclusions, but sometimes I'm guilty of it. Everybody is. But Nate stuck by his innocence. A few fighters came to his defense like Ronda Rousey, um, John Jones. John Jones was the biggest one to me because John Jones has kind of been in a similar situation to this. 
Granted, the way that it ended was completely different because Nate Diaz ends up being exonerated. John Jones is not. He's failed a few drug tests. He was actually guilty. Um, despite what he says and what his hardcore fans were, he cheated. Um, the first time it was a tainted supplement. That's why he didn't get in trouble for it. But when he was suspended for a year, is because he actually did it. Um, but just seeing him back up Nate Diaz, I didn't see it so much as I'm going to back up um, a man that I see that's in a similar situation as I've been in. I saw it more as Nate uh, John Jones was trying to make himself out to be the good guy because he's been the villain for so long. He's making himself even more of a villain with Israel Adesanya. We saw with Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, he was playing a nicer guy uh, to try to maybe clean up his image. Um, but with Israel Adesanya, he just shows that John Jones is a bully straight up. Um, that's a little off topic. That's a topic for another podcast. But I really admired Nate standing his ground. He loves the fight game. When he's not fighting in the UFC, he's doing a jiu-jitsu competition usually. He's probably training with his brother, anybody else in his brother's, him and his brother's camp. And he put millions of dollars on the line, a bunch of uh, hype, fan support, um, momentum for the welterweight division, everything, possibly a trilogy with Conor. Um, he put all that on the line to stand by his innocence, and I thought it was very admirable. And he was right. He ended up being correct. He had, I think I was reading, USADA said he had one ten thousandth, one out of ten thousand, no, one ten thousandth of the amount of the chemical that is seen as a, I think it's it acts, acts as a steroid, kind of. It helps you with faster recovery and helps your endurance. He had one ten thousandth the amount that someone who is cheating on purpose, who would take a dose of it or a therapeutic dose, that's he had that much in his system. So they came to the conclusion that it probably um, something with that tainted supplement came in contact with something organic or whole food that he was eating either in, t in anticipation for training or just normal day to day basis. And that being said, you know, there were a few fighters that came out and they trash talked him. A lot of Conor McGregor fans, like I've said before, I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, but I didn't go on and judge. I didn't say anything. Um, I just kind of sat back and watched because I didn't know all the facts. And a lot of people were like, oh, you came out and accused Conor and everyone else of using steroids. And here you are um, failing drug tests or whatever, which is um, half true. He did come out, um, I think, in the first bout with Connor, he came out and said, Connor might be on steroids, everyone's on steroids, whatever. Um, the second part of that guy's statement was incorrect because he didn't technically fail a drug test. They were just letting him know, like it was like a pretest that he might fail a drug test if, if and when you saw to test him. Um, but it was a big debacle. Dana White, UFC waited until they got the facts straight to, to come out with a statement and um, basically exonerated Nate. Dana White came to Nate's defense on his Twitter and he said, I knew that Nate was clean all along. UFC 244 is still on. And another person that came to Nate's defense was Jorge Masvidal. And like I've said earlier in this podcast and in every other MMA podcast, I'm not a Jorge Masvidal fan. 
I've never thought that he was that big of a threat in the welterweight division or just in the UFC period. He's a journeyman to me. He's six and four. Uh, I have to correct myself because I've been saying five and five for the past ten fights. He's six and four. Um, I've never really seen him as a that good of a fighter, but I have a lot of respect for Jorge and for Nate in this situation. I have a lot of respect for Jorge in this situation because he came to Nate's defense. He said, "You're not the baddest mofo in the game. I am, but you're a clean mofo." I don't need USADA to tell me anything. He basically, he could have jumped on the bandwagon, jumped on the train, and kicked Nate Diaz while he was down, but he came to his defense, and that's very admirable, seeing as how that could build more hype if he was to talk smack about him. Um, could probably get him more money, get more views, more buys, uh, retweets, whatever you you want to say, but he backed up his opponent, and that was... I thought that was um, very admirable, and it kind of contributed to his bad mother effort um, stake status because he he did what a real man should, and that's wait, defend your opponent, give him the benefit of the doubt. And like I said, I have respect to Nate for just standing by the fact that he believes he's innocent, and that really, that really kind of gave me some hype for this fight coming up because I have a newfound respect for both fighters. Um, you know, of course, I've done film study. I've watched all, all of their fights in the UFC. Uh, for Jorge, that was a big task because he's been in the UFC for a long time. But um, as far as they go as a fighter, this doesn't change anything for what I think of them as fighters. Just as men and as BMFs, potential BMFs, um, I have a lot of respect for them. Jorge Masvidal packs a punch with his punches. Um, I was rewatching his fight with Donald Cerrone and Darren Till. Um, say what you want about the guy, but um, he's as real as it gets, and so is Nate Diaz, just without the added drama with Nate Diaz. But that being said, um, my reaction to all of this was just sit, um, look for the facts, not just with the UFC, just with everything, especially with something like politics, science, any other sport or real life you should sit back if you can uh, it's hard to sit back and use logic and everything it's easy to make an assumption right away and jump on the bandwagon but sit back really look at the facts and decide from there what you think um, that's what I did and now I have respect and a little more hype for UFC 244 but anyways UFC 244 is next Saturday or Sunday morning I believe depending on where you're at I'm in Germany, so I think I might miss this fight, but I'm definitely going to check out the highlights, and it'll be interesting to see what happens to both fighters, whoever wins. Um, I didn't make a prediction on UFC 244 because I've said in the past, like, I think the BMF title fight is kind of an insult to real title fights, and I'm not going to make a prediction on it because it doesn't deserve a prediction from me. But real quickly, I, after watching the two both fighters and their history with fighting extensively. I do think Jorge Masvidal is going to edge Nate Diaz, but I don't think either of them are going to get knocked out. I think he's going. it's going to go to a decision, probably be a majority decision in Jorge Masvidal's favor. Um, Nate Diaz has some insane cardio, but Jorge Masvidal packs a punch, and there's just going to be a lot of intangibles with that. 
Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to make an intangibles video on UFC 244 because of the reasons I've stated previously, but I think Jorge Masvidal is going to win. There's not going to be a knockout. I think if there is a finish, it's going to be Nate Diaz by way of submission. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of MMA Minded. Don't forget, the world is in our hands. Let's do something with it.